0: This is the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, and today it is my pleasure to discuss a topic which I believe is not discussed enough in education. And I want to start by asking a question Do you think it is possible to praise students too much? Well, I can tell you what I think about that, and I think, yes, it is very possible to praise and reward students too much. And in fact, I believe that this is happening a lot in the education sector, and um, it needs to be addressed. So what I'm going to do to you today, um, or do with you today, everyone, is um, read um, a blog post I've written, which is called um, The Disconnect, How Over-Rewarding Fails Students. And this blog post is available at my blog for teachers, which is richardjamesrogers.com. And I'll link to the blog post in this episode description. And after I've read uh, this blog post today, I'm also going to share some of my uh, personal thoughts on the matter and what students can, uh, what tips on what teachers can do to make sure that we do not... Overpraise or over-reward our students and um, cause problems for them in the long term. So, I'm going to begin the, the blog post now. A dangerous culture has quietly found its way into a large number of American and British schools in the past decade. Like a wolf in sheep's clothing that seems pretty on the surface but harbors malice within, over-rewarding continues to take hold like a malignancy to this day. Betty Burdan was an American high school junior at the time of writing an excellent opinion piece in the New York Times, which is linked in the episode description. She eloquently summarizes her thoughts on overrewarding as follows. And I quote, Like many other kids my age, I grew up receiving trophy after trophy, medal after medal, ribbon after ribbon for every sports season, science fair and spelling bee I participated in. Today, the dozens of trophies, ribbons and medals sit in a corner of my room collecting dust. They do not mean much to me because I know that identical awards sit in other children's rooms all over town and probably in millions of other homes across the country. Rewarding kids with trophies, medals, and certificates for absolutely everything they do, including participation in a sports event, seems harmless at first glance. What's wrong with encouraging kids to take part, right? My thoughts on this are simple. The real world doesn't reward mediocrity. And if schools are designed to prepare kids for the real world, then they shouldn't be rewarding mediocrity either. Your boss doesn't give you a pay rise or certificate for turning up to a meeting. It's a basic expectation. You don't get instant recognition and brand awareness for starting an online business. You have to slog your guts out and make it happen. The world is cruel, But it's especially cruel to high school graduates who've been babied right the way through their schooling and come out the other side believing that they're entitled to everything, that they'll receive recognition for doing the bare minimum. Some teachers may feel that rewarding everyone but keeping special rewards for winners is a good way to go. But what benefits can be extrapolated? from removing 1st, 2nd and 3rd place prizes at a sporting event or even removing winners' trophies completely. Well, according to Alfie Cohn, author of Punished by Rewards, he says the following, and I quote, A key takeaway here is that awards aren't bad just because the losers are disappointed. Everyone, including the winners, ultimately lose when schooling is turned into a scramble to defeat one's peers. Really Alfie? So, awards are bad because losers and winners feel bitter? I think school culture has got a lot to do with that. In schools where students are encouraged to celebrate each other's achievements and aspire to do their best, overall achievement and attainment increases. A massive study by the University of East Tennessee, for example, found that classroom celebrations of achievement enhanced group solidarity, sense of belonging, and the teacher's ability to find joy and meaning in teaching. I don't see much about bitterness there, Alfie. Here's another one I pulled up a meta-analysis of 96 different studies conducted by researchers at the University of Alberta found that, and I quote, reward does not decrease intrinsic motivation. When interaction effects are examined, findings show that verbal praise produces an increase in intrinsic motivation. The only negative effect appears when expected tangible rewards are given to individuals simply for doing a task. This confirms what teachers have known for years, at least those with brains in their heads, that awards have no value when they are given to everyone, but have lots of value when they have to be earned. This coincides with the four rules of praise that I wrote about in 2018. And in this episode description, everyone, you will find a supporting video and blog post um, about the four rules of praise. Conclusion. Here are some words of wisdom for the teaching profession. Awards and rewards only work to improve motivation, attainment, and achievement when the students have had to earn them. Foster a school culture of collective celebration when students achieve success, such as using awards assemblies, and articulate the skills and qualities needed to achieve success to those students who sit and watch the winners, hopefully with smiles on their face and pride in knowing that one of their own made it happen, and they can too so everyone um big message there isn't there big message um it's a balancing act when it comes to praise and awards and rewards we have to praise our students but we don't have to praise absolutely everything and i do honestly believe in seeing the way that um, teachers interact with students over the past 16 years um, as a high school teacher myself Seeing the way that I was trained as a teacher, um, going through professional development over the years, and also through the communications I receive through my blog for teachers and um, through my YouTube channel, that there does seem to be a an underlying culture of let's just praise everything. you know, let's get those um, those star stamps, those stickers. Uh, those smiley faces into the students' books, even if they've done the bare minimum. And I'm really sorry to tell everyone, but that does not help our students. I'm sorry. Um, Maybe when they're in the early years and they're learning basic skills, like how to tie their shoelaces and, uh, you know, they're learning the alphabet and they're learning how to, um, you know, do basic things like you know, pack their lunchbox or turn up on time to school, you know, those things at that stage when children are developing in the early years and and lower down the primary school, oh, then, of course, you're going to um, reward those basic skills. You're going to acknowledge those basic skills. You're going to acknowledge milestones in um, the children's development, but they shouldn't stay there for the entirety of schooling. And I think by the time kids have grown up and they're they're getting into late primary school, they're starting high school, they're starting middle school or secondary school, we've got to start reserving praise and awards and rewards and plus points or whatever your school's reward system is for students who achieve significant things. And I can remember when I was in school and I think sometimes it is important to reflect upon our experiences as students when we were in school because it often gives us a good frame of reference. And I was not rewarded for everything. You know, my teachers only praised me when I did exceptional stuff. Now, what did that do to me? Well, it made me want to impress my teachers, and how did i do that well i put in the extra mile i did the extra work i put more detail into my homework and that's what motivated me had i have been praised for turning up or just handing in a homework or doing the bare minimum i think okay i might have felt good but would it have really inspired me to do more and to push myself i don't think it would have i really don't think it would have and When we praise everything our students do, we really do them a disservice because when they enter the world outside of school, when they're older, when they're working for someone, when they run their own business, when they're at university, they soon find that the world is a very different place and you do not get um, told great job for doing the bare minimum. I mean, I learned this at an early age when I um, started work as a waiter. Um, I think I was 13 years old and I was waiting on at um, my local golf club um, next to my home in, in North Wales. And, um, you know, I had I had to do what I was told to do. I had to bring the food to the tables, wash dishes, all kinds of things. And my reward was my salary but you know i wasn't patted on the shoulder and told good job you know for turning up i wasn't um given a sticker for being on time or anything there were basic requirements and we've got to teach our students that there are basic requirements and you're not going to get praised for them because they're duties and you have to do them if you go above and beyond and you do an excellent job then you're going to get praise then you'll get acknowledgement Um, But should we be acknowledging kids for doing the bare essentials? Should we be praising students for doing the absolute minimum? I don't think that's fair to them, really. And it's also not fair to the students who are consistently putting in um, overwhelming effort and achieving excellent grades. And I think one of the greatest travesties in education, and it still happens to this day, is when you've got disruptive, non-cooperative students who, as soon as they show a tiny amount of progress, they get given plus points, they get given stickers, merits, whatever the school's reward system is, certificates, you know, because they don't normally exhibit that behavior and then what you find is the student who's consistently getting A-stars, always handing in their homework on time, and handing in detailed, um, amazing homework, is compliant, is enthusiastic, you're finding that those students are often ignored because they're compliant and they're doing what they, what they, I guess, should do, yes, but they're also um, going over the top and doing above and beyond, and the disruptive students who you know time to time do some good work they're getting showered with praise for the absolute bare minimum whereas the really keen really energetic really high achieving student is not getting as much praise and I I believe that's the wrong that's wrong that's inverted It's, it's not helping anyone it really isn't you know the students who are disruptive who are showing progress from time to time yes acknowledge that But we shouldn't be showering them with praise for doing the bare minimum. It should be really clear to those students. Well, John, listen, I'm really happy you turned up on time today. This is good. I hope you'll continue to do it because it's a basic requirement. And we've really got to be that blunt with those students, you know, despite what's going on in their lives, the world is cruel, okay? I mean, yeah, students have got problems at homes quite uh, quite often. I mean, when I was in school, I had tons of problems at home. I had a broken family, parents were divorced um I was babysitting children I was working um you know a job on the side to get money I had all kinds of issues I won't go into because it's it's not necessary but I had to turn up to school on time. I had to hand in my homework on time, despite all of those problems that I had. and And the the real world is the same. I mean, you know, when when you go to work, you work for an employer. Your personal life really can't get in the way of your professional life. You know, if you've if you've um, broken up with someone, you've you've um, you know. I take a simple example: you've ended a relationship, or your lover's walked out on you, you're feeling like trash, you're depressed, you're upset, you can't just take a week off work because you're upset. You've, you've got to keep going, you know, and we've really got to teach our students resilience, and we've got to teach them that, yes, well done for turning up on time, yes, well done for doing your basic duties, but they are your basic duties, and you will get rewarded and you'll get trophies and you'll get medals and you'll get recognition when you do things that are significant just like you will in life so that's my two pennies worth everybody Um, what do you think do you agree with me am I being too extreme with my views on this um, or am I stating what many teachers already think please let me know. You can actually send me a voice message, which I can include on my podcasts. Uh, There's a link in the episode description. You can email me at info at richardjamesrogers.com. And um, why not check out my blog for teachers at richardjamesrogers.com. And check out my award-winning book for teachers as well, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 secrets that all high school teachers need to know and that's available on amazon barnes and noble a books and all good retailers so thank you very much everybody i've thoroughly enjoyed recording this episode and i'll be with you again soon with another hot topic i hope bye bye for now